this is it. We're getting to the business end of the series. We're down to the contenders. Our last crowd-pleasing improver is gone. The joy of Susan and Kevin's journey is extinguished from our lives. And from now on, It Takes Two will be 50% earnest meditations on the nature of victory and 50% coy denials that people are dating. But the glitter ball is in sight. And welcome to the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie and I'm your host. Tonight I'm joined by Anne. Hello. And Emily. Hello. To join to talk about week 10. We're your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated and slightly upset source of Strictly Come Dancing analysis and opinions. We aren't neutral. We aren't always polite. Uh, but we aren't trying to do the samba to Billy Joel, so you should give us a break. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at keepdancingpod. We'd love to hear your views, theories and approval of OT slaying the catwalk in the results show. I suppose we may as well talk around the show until Emily joins us. Uh, yeah, we might as well. The post-Blackpool week... You really get the sense that this is where they're wanting to start displaying that this is a, an elite competition. Yeah, it's like um, Blackpool was the last week of fun. Kind of like the last week of the summer holidays. And then you're back to school, back, you know, in the rules, kind of wanting to knuckle down. So, yeah, it did feel, it did feel very different. And... I think we did have some proper standout numbers as well. Yeah. So, like, when Joe wins this series, that quick yes. step will be uh, the one that they go as, this is where it changed for you, Joe. Yeah. He, that, that, yeah. I mean, he's, he's on a roll at the moment. Yeah. He had that one bad rumba. And even that wasn't awful. Well, you know, as Len says, as Len says, the rumpa's hard for the male celebrities. It is. It is. But apart from that one week, he's been getting better and better and better and better to the point now where he's, you know, out of that group. He's now in the top echelon. And of course, after this week, Joe will now be uh, the beneficiary of the Scottish vote and also yes. the uh, Don't People Love a Trier vote. Yo. Yo. Yep. We were just <laughs> remarking on how suddenly it feels serious. Yes. I feel like they were doing a lot of signalling that it was serious and we should be taking it seriously and that it was time for Susan to leave. Well, yes, that's very much what Susan's judges' comments were about. Like saying, yeah. it's time. At this point in the series, it's time. It's time. And that kind of subliminal message really does get through to an audience. It does. It does work on people, sadly. Well, anyway, how about yeah. we review the dancers? Dancing the quick step, and like Iron Brew, made in Scotland from girders, 
It's Joe McFadden and his partner, Katya. Isn't Katya doing a great job? Oh, Katya's amazing. She's, she's an absolute trooper. I mean, she showed what she could do with a no-hoper, like Ed Balls. So once she got somebody who was a real diamond in the rough, then she's really polished him up. Yeah. Like an absolute, you know, crown jewel almost. I think if you if you look at a clip of Joe's first dance compared with Joe dancing now, there is real visible, tangible improvement. Yeah, I'm gonna say we 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 put him in a kind of very general category to begin with, but I think he has improved more than any of us expected. Mm. Mm. And he's very pleasant and he's very relatable. And Emily, will you join me and Anne in saying that he is going to win? I, he is now the person I'm going to be voting for to win. Oh, really? I think. I think so, I yeah. I think I'm probably still Team Debbie, but it's so close. Oh, to yeah, of the boys. Alexandra. All oh, right, okay, okay. I'm not bothered about Alexandra winning. She's too good to start off with. I've got, there's no journey. I am not feeling. <laughs> I'm not feeling the uh, the need. I think you're probably echoing the view of a large amount of the British public, to be honest. Yeah, it's one of the rare times in my life when I could say that I am probably... Uh, in just tune like with public opinion. <laughs> yeah. This was a quick step. Yeah. It was quick. Mmm. And it started off with another one of those impressive 3D height in, uh, um, illusion uh, that was projections. Amazing. Look Amazing. Really good. Really, really good. And to some more or less proper quickstep music as well. Yeah, I mean, slightly spurious theming, although the projection was superbly matched. Yeah, again, you know, they can't stop with the spurious theming, although I don't, I think that Joe got away relatively lightly this week. Yes. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been worse. More, more, more drawn out. Yeah. yeah. They could have actually had iron bits on the stage jumping over them and those have, hooks. They could have ridden in on like a wrecking ball or something. Yeah. They could have done like um, a, um, a silent movie skit, like, you know, the Harold Lloyd one kind of off a, off a clock face. You know, we're, very, very, we're probably very, very lucky that their comedy VT wasn't a, a fake silent movie. <laughs> yeah, I think you're probably right there. Yeah. Like, somebody will have pitched that. Didn't go there, thank goodness. Whoever said no, well done. Yeah. Choreographically, this was quite interesting because of how it worked with the music. So you had all of that build-up to getting in hold and uh, the introduction to that first big promenade run that they did down the centre of the dance floor and then it sort of went in sections each themed around a different quick step run I yeah that was clever like a, a showcase that he can do all of the different kinds of ones but blocked out into sections so he only has to remember one at once because obviously he's leading her now and yeah. it's easier for him to lead if he just has to keep telling her to do the same thing until they stop and do a move. And then it's on to the next kind of uh, quick step run. It's quite a, a risky strategy because if, if he had done any one of those incorrectly, it would have stood out very much to the judges. 
that he couldn't do that particular bit of the run. Um, but also it it did pay off because he could do all of it. And they were they looked so easy and so kind of effective, but they weren't because it was very fast and they were quite difficult, but he made it look quite simple. And also the, the music was very unusual, kind of like there were lots of different rhythms in the music. Um, so the, the, the music helped them um, kind of section up that dance as well. I love that no hands bit. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's just... The, the, the gif that I've put out for Joe and Katya this week is I love to see them being mutually supportive. And if you're going to demonstrate that your quick step has no gapping, that's how you do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, you know, a very straightforward way. Well, not straightforward, very complicated way of making it very straightforward. Katya is shrewd. Yep. She She knows how to win the competitions. So in conclusion, Joe was worth his points. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I thought the style, the, the the outfits were really good, but a little bit weird. I know that what they were trying to do, but I. Yeah. Also, I really like the grey and the red, though. No getting onto a building site without a hard hat and high vis. Well, uh, I mean, and it they was were not wearing cats. safety boots. They didn't have the appropriate PPE, did they? Nobody had done a risk assessment. <laughs> they might have done a risk assessment just because you didn't see it, just because they didn't. Uh, display in interpretive dance doesn't mean there wasn't a risk assessment. Their comedy VT should have been them doing the risk assessment form yeah. for, going, for for going up a girder in collots. <laughs> so um, we are entering the the business end, and we don't know what Joe's got next week, but we can be pretty sure it's not the Argentine tango. It will either be the samba, the American smooth, or the waltz for musicals week i think if you were going to set somebody up to win an american smooth in musicals week where he can wear a suit and look real slick yeah or a really good waltz like a really really classic waltz yes but a slightly more exciting one than david did yeah like uh, um like an epic i'm trying to think of like a a musical crescendo moment that you could do a waltz to but my brain's failing me i can't think of any musical waltzes right now okay i'm sure there is one yeah that one that epic do that waltz. one <laughs> that epic waltz do that um but yeah i'm or, or alternately he's got the samba but it, it's going to be the american smooth Hopefully. yeah that's, yeah that's the- your winner in waiting stands so thank you joe and see you in the final Dancing the rumba and waiting for actual Beyonce to join her on stage, it's Alexandra Burke and her partner, Gorka. You know that thing, how Alexandra's movements are really fierce and full of energy? That doesn't work in a rumba. It looks bad but, uh, in a rumba. Yeah, it looks it looked very strange in the rumba. I, I think, as well, her she's such an athletic figure as well. So... All that, all those lovely soft lines created by that dress, and then she, she's so, she's so powerful. She's so fit and well, well, uh, muscled and stuff that it did, it did. You sort of had that slightly odd. Um, 
There was one leg extension which looked more like he was putting her through like a chiropractic thing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the moment I'm thinking of where it looked yeah. more... Uh, like, like I thought, a, a I thought than a, a rumba. I thought they were maybe going to go for the spin, and instead, you know, he just had her standing there with her leg out, whereas she should have been in a position to be able to make a nice line and keep that movement going. Yeah, it was very disappointing. I have to say, I think we'd all kind of thought it was going to be good. I was, I was, I was also slightly disappointed with the way that the music was arranged. I, I was I was hoping to have something a bit more, not like the original, but dynamic. something a bit, bit more dynamic to suit her. Because obviously, obviously we've said she's not the floaty, ethereal type. She's the more punchy, um, kind of enthusiastic type. I would and have I was hoping to, to have something more like that. I would have wanted to have a proper solo female power vocal on it. Yeah. It's a Beyonce song. Yeah. I think I think that was really kind of odd as well. Because uh, as I said, you, you hear that somebody's going to do it to Halo by Beyonce and you have that idea in your head and then this felt a bit wet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, I mean, she, I, she's, she, she's allowed an off week. She, she really yeah. hasn't had one particularly yet. And, you know, an off week for people who are struggling with um, their story cutting through to the public, an off week can help. Yeah, well, we've seen it before. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think... Um, Gorka also ne- needs to have a word with himself about that choreography um, because as soon as I saw them sat down I thought oh she's going to be in trouble because ev- because getting up she started looking quite angular because she had to bend her knee and then she had to bend flex her foot and then she had to then bend her elbow and it kind of broke all those lines before she'd even started and I just wish that they'd been stood up from the end and then it wouldn't have looked quite so clunky at the very, very beginning. I think he's giving a pro-style choreography as if she had the figure and moves of a pro where he needs to specifically consider her lines and her shaping to yeah. get the best out of her. Yeah, and I'm going to say, I think that's one of the things that's starting to show up now is the fact that He's choreographing for a pro, but she actually still isn't technically. And, no. well, she is, but well, whatever. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, he needs, to, he needs to be choreographing the dancers for her because that's who's dancing them. Indeed. Any further comments on Alexandra? I like that dress. Love a bit of fringing. <laughs> yes, and... Um, uh, given the lighting effect, I wasn't quite sure what the gems were because they seemed different under this performance lighting than under the uh, regular claudatorium lighting. But I liked it. Well, they, red, they looked red and blue and silver, didn't they, under one set and then quite brown under another? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think that you could have brown lights. Well, maybe they used... Uh, uh, a lighting that made those colours look brown, like a 
another colour. I don't know. Lighting technicians out there, come and tell us. Tell us what light you'd use to make brown light. I mean, because clearly you can put like a brown gel over a normal light. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm so confused now. I'm I've really confused myself. Um, we don't know as yet what Alexandra has next week, but it's a choice between the Foxtrot, the Viennese Waltz. The Charleston and the salsa. I reckon it's going to be the Charleston for movie week. Uh, musicals even. Sorry. For musicals yeah. week. For musicals week. Will she be the one who gets Chicago this year? Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be doing the... Um, Whichever one they didn't do last year, right? Yeah. Sorry, I can't string a sentence together today. It's really not helping. Louise didn't. No, Louise got oh the cowboy one. Oh yeah. Uh, whip oh, crack away. Whip crack away. Hey. The Deadwood stage. Yes, um, but yeah, it'll be something super sassy, and it yeah. If you're going to get your Charleston out, do it in Musicals Week. Don't pull a face, Emily. <laughs> Dancing the samba that should be legally, physically, grammatically and spiritually impossible, it's Gemma Atkinson and her partner, Aliash. Billy Joel, though. Yeah. No. I, um, just one from the B-list, surely? The random theming lottery, they, they lost it this week. Billy <laughs> Joel... Pajamas, yeah. Samba. I mean, they were going very literal, weren't they? For in the middle of the night. Yeah. They thought, oh yeah, let's do some sleepwalking, sleep dancing. But that, like that doesn't for a dance that's supposed to be one of the most dynamic and exciting. <laughs> eh, yeah. Like <laughs> compare and contrast that with Danny and Otis Samba last year. Oh, that dance, mm. that Samba. Which. Obviously, that was perfect. Yeah, um, it has broken every samba in my eyes since. Yeah, I I, every, none of them are as good. Every other samba is just going to be a bit poor compared with that now. But this was especially poor compared with the high watermark of last year. Yeah, I mean, I thought she she acquitted herself well. That that she was dancing it fairly well, but it it lost out because of it didn't have that kind of beautiful. Uh, harmony between the, the music and the theming uh, and everything because it was like someone had spun one of those um, it random was like number it generators. It was drawn out of a hat. Yeah, it was like each part of it had been drawn out of a hat and they just got Billy Joel's Sleepwalk Samba. And Aliash in his eternal optimism and positivity just went, we can make this work, Gemma. It'll be all right. And Gemma, he's such a nice boy. He's such a lovely boy. Um, but uh, on yeah. one hand, though, this was quite clever because it's... Um, Challenging. No, because it's so slow. Gemma had much more chance than anybody else who's done a samba so far of actually being able to demonstrate the double bounce. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I sort of from a from a tactical point of view. And she was able to show that she was doing the moves well, even though she wasn't doing them to a traditional samba song. And if you think that your public vote's reasonable, but you just need to squeak a few more technique points out of the judges. Yeah. And you've been lumbered with this theming. If if you're going to have a slow samba, then yes, you should be able to do all the moves, but because you've got more time, you should be able to do them better. Mm. And that wasn't always the case. Um, it just it just felt really awkward. It was deeply I, I, unsexy as well. Yes, yeah, it was. It, there, there was no, yeah, there was no sex appeal. There was no kind of connection at all between them two or towards the audience yeah Mm. she looks lovely in red though yeah she does she does really suit red once she got rid of the pajamas she looked (laughs) a picture uh but yeah yeah, that's that whole routine if you lose the pajamas then it's probably fine yeah alas they did not lose the pajamas my, my my overall really positive thing is I love the way that they both react. Like they take it so well, and they were, you know, having their little giggle about it. Gemma was comforting Ali Ash about it, which was really sweet. And so, for for Pluck, I I, I commend them. Now that we've lost Susan and Kevin, they are our last ones who are having a laugh. Yeah. Like yeah. they they're bringing the fun now. Yeah. Final reason, yeah. maybe. I'd like to think so. She could potentially squeak it. Let's have a look at what Gemma's got left. So Gemma has to do her quick step, her tango, her rumba, and her Argentine tango. She probably won't get her Argentine tango next week. Although maybe she will. Because you generally... So when they want you to compare between two of the dancers to definitively say which one is better, you they get them doing the same dance, which is why you had two... Uh, it was two quick steps yeah. this week. Um, so that you could say, oh, yes, Joey's definitely better than Molly. So if next week they're wanting you to think about whether Gemma or David is better, they, the Gemma will be doing an Argentine tango. yeah. Because they're basically the the, the 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 group that's left over from the improvers now. Yeah. So Gemma, they they are basically at the same level now. Gemma, Molly, David, and Joe. Yeah. And so this week demonstrated that people prefer, well, and the judges prefer Joe to Molly. And yeah. next week probably we'll be asked to judge between da- Gemma and David. Obviously, by the time the dancers come out on Tuesday, this could all sound yeah. like nonsense. <laughs> But that's the great fun of doing the record on yes. Sunday night. Yes, well, we're all still very excited about it all. Yes. Further comments on Gemma? Just sort your hands out. I don't know what was going on there, because her arms were fine. Yeah, she was, her... she was like making scoops, wasn't she? Yeah, it was like, you know, um, like Kenan, well, not Kenan, but like, um, uh, what they're called, Playmobil hands. Yeah, it was like, yeah, very odd. There's only so many parts of your body you can keep track of. I guess so. I guess something had to go. If she was finding this tricky, then maybe to sacrifice doing the correct footwork and and showing the bounce. Mm. She had to let the fingers go. I'd rather rather have deft hands than than her be able to do the dance. (laughs) 
Yeah, because it looks really awkward when you're doing it quite slow and you can't do the footwork. Moving on. Dancing the quick step and bringing down at least 14 years of bad luck on the Strictly Ballroom, it's Molly and her partner, AJ. I did think it was very unseemly how everybody in the Claudatorium was going kiss, 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 kiss. Yes, not not classy. Mm. On the other hand, what yeah. was classy was this quick step. Yeah, nice, nice quick step. Uh, I like the arrangement of uh, Umbrella. It's it's one of those songs that is uh, extremely uh, versatile. I've heard so many different versions of it, they, and they all sound great. The the Strictly band never really do their own arrangements of things like this arrangement of umbrella was a jivaces arrangement yeah. that they'd uh borrowed yeah uh but i would quite like it if they were to like do some radical rearrangements of things to make them more suitable for the dance yeah it would improve the show and if some, if some of the lowest common denominator viewers were confused by things not sounding like they did on the record, never mind. It's that thing, though, of, um, I'm sure I was, I think, was it on It Takes Two? Oh, actually, no, I think it might have been on Desert Island This when uh, Dave Arch did it. Um, he, they, they don't actually technically get the music properly until Friday night. He spends all week sorting it out. They, so, yeah, they are an expensive component of the Strictly format and you don't yeah. really want to be hiring a band of musicians that size for any longer than you absolutely need to. Mm. In fact, probably paying the Strictly band for two days work a week is probably going to be one of the biggest single items on the budget. I can believe it. And for that, well, we have got them... other jobs, haven't they? They probably have, well, not, not other jobs, but they have other work, other music work yeah. on the other day. So they can't all necessarily join up together for Practices. the other days. Practice, uh, yeah. But Fiddle about stuff. Yeah, it's not like the pro dancers who are making those routines all summer. It's, it is just get, them, get, the, get the sheets on Friday, play them out on the Saturday. And I do think I, I do think what they do because of that. I know that obviously they're all professional musicians, but still being able to do that and how, you don't hear them make mistakes in the music very often. We don't always like the arrangements, but we you don't hear them massively go wobbly or anything like that. For the final, though, it might be nice to get some special arrangements in. Although that yeah. would mean saying Knowing well ahead of time who's going to be mm -hmm. in the final so yeah i don't know maybe maybe for some special special numbers have special arrangements yeah obviously we were so thrilled and enthralled by molly's dance that we've <laughs> spent last five minutes talking about the music i forgot molly Anything was still molly. in it i forgot molly was still in it they're just yeah it was fine yeah, I really liked her dress. Yeah, it was another one of those stunning. dresses with the lovely triangle embellishment on it that um, the stoning department at DSI do so well. Uh, but it did not move me. No. It didn't, it didn't really move at all, to be honest. A lot of it um, kind of 
was in the centre of the uh, of their dance floor. They actually didn't do a lot around. If you think about how much Joe and Katia did in yeah. their dance, yeah, they went to all four corners twice. Yeah, they kind of went around a bit, and then they did lots of pivoting in the middle. And yeah, that's a really good skill, but. You know, you want to see them moving about. You want to see them kind of galloping around, going at 100 miles an hour. Um, so he was probably quite clever in the fact that she, they could do that kind of stuff, staying around. Maybe she's not so good at doing the travelling bit, so they didn't do it. Uh, she has had the tendency throughout the series to look like she's clinging on to him for dear life. And that is a bad luck in the quick step. Yeah. So maybe he did do some choreography for her, maybe. In a stunning first for AJ. (laughs) Are we, have we exhausted Molly? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Molly. We're really Uh, trying. You're you're good, Molly, but. It's not right. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, just, you're good. And and other than this, uh, Reliance on the showman's thing to carry it forwards, but eh. Dancing the Waltz with not a single visible nipple. It's David Gadami and his partner Nadia. First dance at a wedding, then. Yep. <sighs> I, I I don't like that song. No. What song was I'm it? With you, there. With you I'm, born well, I'm born again. I don't even know who it's by. It's really drippy. Yeah. I've I've clearly already just blanked that out of my mind entirely. So it's not very waltzy though, is it? It is, but it's not. It's just right. So my big problem with this was it's not so it's not got a very pronounced one two three one two three and the vocals are so drippy that you can't really find the pulse through them either um is that it looked like david was counting he had he that very concentrated didn't he he had, he that, had that don't don't talk to me i'm counting i'm counting <laughs> look on his face which i will uh, which knitters everywhere will re- uh, will recognize Oh, well, knitters and the people who love them. (laughs) This is another one where we're struggling to have much to say. Yeah, I mean, it just was not very interesting. In Um, an evening where, you know, Joe's was interestingly exciting, uh, Alexandra's was interesting in that it showed um, her weaknesses as well as her strengths. Debbie. And, you know, immediately following this by Debbie, just I basically can't remember anything about David's uh, dance apart from the counting and uh, going, well, I wouldn't wear that for my wedding to Nadia's dress. Kind of goes back to what we were saying about it's now serious. I think they took that too literally. Yeah. That serious equates to boring, which it doesn't. No. But this is what it ended up being. And if that had been the waltz that you do in week one, be fine. Yeah, perfectly acceptable. Top of the leaderboard. Uh, But 
that is this was week 10 you and I just don't think it was it was not enough it needed extra sparkle in some element that we were missing for all that we complain about gimmicks it needed one or, or at least a, a slightly more uh, engaging um, dan- uh, music choice. Oh, yeah, a, yeah. A, a stronger story throughout the dance. Not necessarily thematic stuff, but an actual story throughout it. You know, like um, in Alexandra's Rumba, there, there was a story. You could follow it. And and you do engage better with the dance when you when there is certain points that you, you can see it hitting and this was very very steady and it was very staid but that means that we've not grasped hold of it as hard as it would be nice to have also by this point in the running order i knew that it was uh, debbie's argentine tango next and you were giddy about that i was going <laughs> uh, so let's move on Dancing the Argentine tango in a manner that distorted space, time, reality and probability. It's Debbie McGee and her partner Giovanni. This was just astonishing. It was very good, wasn't it? It's it's not fair on the rest of them, to be honest. <laughs> she's, she, she's so good. Um, she did things that I could not believe. I think she needs to no longer be... The lovely Debbie McGee. She needs to be Debbie the Legs McGee. Just the legendary Debbie McGee. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, so I did look away from the screen to tweet during Molly's dance and David's dance. But during Debbie's dance, I put the laptop to one side, leant forward and just went, what? This is the total (laughs) antithesis of what we've talked to about David. There was a story, you were engaged, you wanted to see what they were doing, you wanted to get close, you, you, you almost wanted to get into the screen and go, oh, what, is, what are they doing with their legs and what's she going to do next? I would have um, liked to have seen this one recorded in like 360 VR so that I could pause it and go around yeah. and just check that some of the stuff she was doing was physically possible. <laughs> Because there were there were things in that dance that were topologically unlikely. <laughs> legs the, legs that don't go that way. It, when she was flung up and did the kick and then went back into the mm-hmm. lunge split, and you just go, "Oh right, that's wow." Oh, so, so that's what people can do now. We're having local <laughs> gravitational disturbances. Yeah. <laughs> I mean this. <laughs> I'm, I'm treating I'm treating Debbie's Argentine tango as a sort of unexplained scientific phenomenon. It was beyond my comprehension. It's made me go polysyllabic. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not going to win. No. No. Because excellence is not relatable. No, sadly. I mean, after this week, I would say Alexandra's got a bigger chance because she's had this wobble week. Mm, where things haven't gone as well whereas Debbie's not had that yet unless she has a spectacular meltdown next week Uh, which I can't see happening Debbie does have a jive to do an American smooth a foxtrot and a waltz so seeing Debbie versus Alex in a foxtrot off Mm -hmm. might be interesting 
That's almost as cumbersome as a pathodoblathon. <laughs> well, get used to it because next year it is going to be a foxtrot off. <laughs> I really want them to accidentally let Tess and Claude have some gin before they do the recording. In yeah, that case. It's, it is um, very, very easily to say that wrong. Yes. Uh, so just honestly, Debbie, how, how are you doing this? I mean, that's, that's ballet training for you, isn't it? Gone slutty. That's, it, was, that's... it was still a little bit polite. Like, it could have gone further. I think I, it probably could have. But, but I think that wasn't bad. That kind of polite sexy is very sexy at times. And that, that is what is so impressive about Debbie, and, I and think. And Debbie McGee's a lady. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't look at Giovanni once. I didn't even know he was there for most of that dance. I, he was basically uh, just just a. It was like a, a pole, like a pole dancer. He was just a pole, <laughs> and Debbie was doing the pole dancing. What do you know? What what you've said to know better than what I was thinking of? Because I was thinking of like a gymnastics horse thing that you've thrown yes. yourself off of, and yeah, again, Giovanni, Sorry. he is just a pommel horse. <laughs> He's sports equipment. Uh, <laughs> But Sorry. magnificent sports equipment. Um, what um. are we talking about? <laughs> After two fairly dull dancers, this just destroyed my critical faculties. I actually think she was slightly undermarked. Yeah, I thought that was a 40. Yeah, it, I feel like that was a 40. How, many, how much did Louise's get last year? Oh, that was very good. Spreadsheet wasn't it? moment, because I think it was slightly better than Louisa's. It's a special sort of podcast that can blend um, celebrities learning how to do uh, ballroom and Latin and gravitational wave physics. It's the only one with me on it. <laughs> Louisa's Argentine Tango got thirty-nine, so Debbie's was clear forty. Clear forty material. Don't know what they're playing at. Robbed, undermarked. Undermarked. Yeah. Undermarked. Although apparently people think that Alexandra was really undermarked this week as well. I was I was seeing the no, 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 on the Twitters. No no. no, no, she had there was too much force in it. It needed more control. I agree. Um, okay. And finally Dancing the American smooth and keeping everything shipshape and Bristol fashion, it's Susan Kalman and her partner, Kevin, who was, for reasons best known to himself, dressed as either Alan Partridge or Arnold Rimmer or both. I thought he looked more like... Um, Captain Haddock. Jack, <laughs> Jack Lemon in Some Like It Hot. <laughs> We're pulling from all of the best reference points tonight. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've run the full the full uh, gauntlet there, haven't we? I I just think a, a double-breasted jacket does not always look good. No, and yeah. I, I think Kevin's too young to pull off a double-breasted jacket. He should have just been wearing a sailor suit. <laughs> like Kevin is much more believable as a sailor, a cheeky chappy sailor, a cheeky sailor. You know, like um, with a little hat and his floppy fringe. What's his name in? <laughs> What's his name in... Um, Channing Tatum. Like Channing Tatum in Hail Caesar. Oh. Hail Caesar. Yeah, I, I was having the same mental no image dames. there. No dames. 
<laughs> but that the, that that is my all-purpose uh, Portugal gif now because we're all aboard. We are all aboard. Uh, cheeky sailors, every one of us. Uh, and so, yes, Kevin Clifton should have been a cheeky sailor rather than a weird Alan Partridge hybrid. Uh, but didn't Susan's dress look amazing with that swishy pink lining and the sequin bodice? And and yeah, her hair and makeup were beautiful. I mean, they've they've done a wonderful job of obviously getting it done so that she was comfortable each week as well. And um, she's yeah. got more glam as the weeks have gone by. Oh yeah, the, like there was the the the, the graph must show a definite increase in glam. Um, she's gone from but, wearing zero grams of grams of glitter to ten grams of glitter. Woohoo! Um, yeah. It's, it was. I thought it was lovely. I thought it was really charming. I thought she danced it really, really well because it was quite complicated. That you know, there was de- there's definitely been a uptake in her um, technique. I know she's not improved at the same rate as everybody else, but but she has she, always improved. She has always improved. A lot could have gone wrong in that dance. Yeah, up and down off those benches, I'd have yeah. definitely... And she's tiny. She looked like getting up on that bench was quite an effort. Yeah, I'd have definitely ended up barking my shins if I'd have been <laughs> in that, personally. I do feel like there was probably an alteration to the choreography that resulted in her going down the benches in the same direction twice, which did feel like it was filling time a bit in the routine. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And they could, like, if, if she'd have come down the other side of the benches that Kevin was on doing some jumps off of him or something, that would have looked amazing. But I can imagine it feeling really unsafe. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but it's such a lovely routine. Yeah, she, it was, she was really enjoying herself. Especially I really had, like, the hand clapping and the slapping and, and the yeah. kissing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, classic Clifton. Classic oh. Clifton. And I clearly, love that and, song as well. And for everybody who had concerns about Debbie kissing Geo earlier on in the series, that was clearly <laughs> planned. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was a clearly planned jape. Yeah. I I really love that song as well. It just makes me feel really. Oh, I don't know. It's, you know, there's in the film a life less ordinary. Yeah. Starling. Yes. Starring. Is it Cameron Diaz and Ewan McGregor? McGregor. Well, they have a beautiful dance routine in a bar to um, Beyond the Sea. And this really reminded me of that, especially with the drum breakdown things. They they probably know. Yeah, they're they're the sort of people that are going to be a lifeless ordinary fans, aren't they? Yes. I think that um, Susan and Kevin were watching DVDs together on on the Caledonian Sleeper on their train pajama parties and we know that they were watching strictly ballroom game of thrones <laughs> a life less ordinary what other ones oh uh, some like it hot I wonder woman and some like oh, it hot. yes wonder yeah. woman yeah so yeah. you know i'm i'm glad we know now what movies are on susan's hard drive <laughs> and she's got epic taste <laughs> susan calman you have epic taste. And it's just a happy routine. Yeah. Shall but she's we... done that every week, hasn't she? Yeah. Every, every, like so many of her dancers, particularly her ballroom. She 
she's such a fan of the show and she's such a fan of the sort of films that contain these classic routines that between her and Kevin, they've created really wonderful feelings throughout and feelings that we can tap into as fans. And particular, like I say, particularly a ballroom, I've watched it grinning yeah. and just feeling feeling my heart lighten while watching it. And And if she's done that for... You know, she's done it for ten weeks. Then it for ten weeks for however many people feel the same way about it. How thrilled must she be? Also, this week I've been watching Armchair Detectives, and Yay! it is quite a show. I look forward to seeing Armchair Detectives join Only Connect uh, in the quiz night lineup. It's better than University Challenge. And also, I hope that there is some OT3 fanfic about the investigating officers. <laughs> yes. Characters. Just characters. There's going to there's gonna be an episode where a ballroom dancer is thwarted by a, a by uh, by another contestant who did it that's the first episode of series two of armchair detectives uh, it's gotta oh. be gotta yes. be done i thought i want to go on it and i could feasibly go on it because i live <gasps> in it. glasgow yeah do i'm gonna it, try and it, go on it. armchair detectives yes that would be brilliant right from something that was exciting and beautiful and brilliant let's go to something that was a slightly confusing mess the <laughs> competition passa doble or if we must, the Paso Doble Thon. A thon is definitely a thing that you do for as long as you possibly can yeah. and get sponsorship for, isn't it? <laughs> you do it at primary school. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a thon. Don't call it a thon. No. Um, the, so the competition Paso Doble, it's so difficult for them to film this in a way that makes it at all possible to see what is going on. Yeah. It looked like a hot mess. There, there is a reason why ballroom dancing isn't a televisual sport. Because doing something like this doesn't always work. You have to have fewer people or people knocked out. You can't just do this all the time. Yeah, I think the, the knockout, uh, doing it with a knockout format would probably have been better. But yes. they could potentially have filmed it as if it was tennis and just had a single locked off camera showing the whole thing so that as everybody processed round in the anti-clockwise direction, uh, you would each have your turn at being on the front. Yeah, because the, the, the camera cuts just were so confusing. And you I feel like zero some people footwork. got loads of camera time and some people got hardly any other than looking confusing in the background. Yeah, it it doesn't quite work, and no. I think yes, if ballroom was a regular televised sport, it would probably not seem weird to cut to just the locked off camera showing the whole floor. But because we don't have that visual um language for televising ballroom because we televise it in the way that we do on strictly it is always going to look a mess when there's more than one couple on the floor yeah 
And, the, and, and because and the they're all doing different things at the same time. They're not all doing the same dance. There's arms and legs and they're up and they're down. It's it's very hard to kind of work out what's going on if you're then cutting between this one and that one all the time. Yeah. I, I really don't think the passage... I just love the way they were dressed. Like with the kind of same dress, but kind of colour-coded. Yes. I like that. That was nice. And going back to the sports thing, it does very much help if each team has its own strip. We, we've spoken about the Paso Doble Thorn. Let's never speak of it again. <laughs> it made no difference to the overall scores. Well, no, because we knew exactly how they were going to score everyone. Yeah. We, yeah. I, I didn't need that for them to know that they were going to rank Susan bottom. And from one foregone conclusion to another... It's the Sunday night's results show. Um, uh, so this did contain an incredible highlight uh, of uh, uh, that pro dance. Yeah. Oti. <laughs> Ooh, Oti. You are fabulous. Just the queen of everything. Yeah. Yep. yep. And as an extra added bonus, Neil Jones in Guy Liner. I, they need to give Neil a pro next year. next year, sorry. He's got so much more character than AJ. I don't understand, other than for height reasons, why Neil so hasn't much got a pro. character. I suppose he does need to like have a couple of the more characterful senior pros move on before we're ready for a new character. Brendan. Yeah. Bye, Brendan. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> no, yeah. Bye. Um, Bye, Brendan. <laughs> oh, gosh, we're terrible. Um, but... You could, you could see the dance off coming. Yeah, yeah. Because, ow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we've always known that Alexandra's televote isn't necessarily the strongest, and so we. This was a direct consequence of her falling down the leaderboard. But then the minute it was revealed that she'd be dancing off against Susan. Yeah. I, I, I thought that Susan had so much class in... Um, she did. In that. Yeah, humour. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, Susan's known she's been heading for a very one-sided dance-off since, like, week six. Yeah, that's true. And you could see she loved that dance-off. She really enjoyed herself. She did. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also nice to see. You you want to see somebody going for it. And it, it almost felt like the pressure was off because she knew what was going to happen. Yeah. But so interestingly, Alexandra was outvoted by Gemma, Molly yeah. and David, which. Oof. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> ow. 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 And that's that's it for Alexandra's chances of winning. She's been too good too early. Yeah. Yeah. And if she's in the bottom two next week, then she better watch out who she's up against because she, she might be out before the final. That would be... Ten times more astonishing than Aston. Yeah, yeah. An early boot. Yeah, the idea of this year's final with no Alexandra in it is 
strange. Yeah. Just to think a few weeks ago, we were like, it's going to be Debbie, Aston, and Alexandra, and who? And now we might have two of those, not well, definitely not one of them, but possibly not two of them. I, don't, I think Alexandra will recover after this because, because the rest of her dancers don't require that slowness and control. Yeah, I mean, everything else she's got to do needs needs that sort of dynamic movement. So she'll be fine, I'm sure. The foxtrot might just... be slightly hairy, uh, but, you know, you could do a more American smoothie foxtrot with a bit of pizzazz and pow-bap-zam to it. Yeah. Uh, All the people have got away with it, so I don't see why she won't. Well, quite. And a Viennese waltz, she can put plenty of pow into that. And the Charleston... It's got to be all energy, so... If they want to be kind to her, then that's what they give her. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Um, so they clearly made time, as you were saying on Twitter, Anne, for Susan and Kevin's exit speeches in fall. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a nice touch. Because I was looking at our clock and thinking, I'm on this, like, ten minutes left to go. And it was just nice to hear them both kind of being so nice and not being rushed. And, yeah, it was just genuinely heartfelt and very sad. It was very sad. It made, yeah, I... It, it hurt watching them do that, you know. I mean, obviously, we were, we've were we been big Susan fans from the minute we knew she was going on. But to see them do that, those really sweet, you know, yeah. kind acknowledgements. Um, and acknowledgements you know, of everybody. Everybody. Uh, yeah. Kevin and acknowledging Karen. And, oh. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd spent this afternoon watching Junior Eurovision, so I was already slightly <laughs> in bits. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Susan and Kevin was nearly enough to finish me off. <laughs> Just people trying hard and doing their best. It's it's really emotional. It is really emotional. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Especially because you associate Susan with being such a happy soul. To see her so emotional was quite, oh, you know, yeah. You, just, you felt, you really felt for them. She said, I love you, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. At the end of the dance-off. I just... Oh, I can't, I can't. But she did also say that they were happy tears she were crying. And yeah. I think she was just having that big emotion that we keep talking about. Yeah. And it comes out through your eyes sometimes, yeah. doesn't it? And she's only got, what? Well, she's got a couple of weeks and then she's back for the final. But to be honest, I feel like she might be in the audience next week anyway. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to get her out of the studio now. No, uh, they will have to remove her with two bounces and a shovel. <laughs> She'll be judging next year. Yeah. <laughs> get rid oh. of Darcy, stick her in. She'll just bring, like she'll her, bring her own take. stool and her own cushion. <laughs> I'd really like her on it, take, um, it Takes Two. Well, now that Susan's not going to be so busy in the week, shall we have another try at getting her on the pod? I because think that'd be nice. I don't have to go you are local. The, I don't have to go through the press office anymore and I am local. Hurrah. And she's a fan as well, so she can come and tell everybody tell us that everybody's lovely. 
Yay. Because they, they clearly are, even though, you know, sometimes we're a bit judgy. It is clearly a group of people who are all mutually supportive and working hard on something that's brilliant. And yeah, like I said, I'd been watching Junior Eurovision this this weekend, and that was another group of mutually supportive people who are working together to produce something brilliant. And I just like to see that. I think that that acknowledgement they made um, in their um, goodbye and thank you speeches that not everything in the world today, as we are experiencing it, is brilliant. But just to have that bit of time on a Saturday and you know, on a night where you can watch It Takes Two and there's dancing or you can watch Strictly and it's just glorious. Or you can listen to us make silly puns. And you can and you can then listen to us and we will be entertaining for you. Well, we'll try. Well, I, yeah, we're entertaining, I'm sure. Um, yeah, in, in this... In this um, increasingly imperfect world, good people and good things continue and people do keep trying. And we should all keep trying. Yeah, everybody keep trying. There's only as much good in the world as you make. And we're going to have to stop the podcast before I have a blob. So I'm <laughs> assuming that Lisa is busy at the Jesk af- uh, Junior Eurovision after party in Tbilisi. So we're going to have to, I don't know, do something about frocks ourselves. So would you, would you like to do some special mentions? Emily. Molly's wonderful canary yellow frock. Anne. Um, same, but also I, I, I have to say a big, big... Um, thank you for that lovely pink lining on Susan's dress. Even my husband turned to me and said, that pink lining on Susan's dress is just amazing. My husband said that to me. He's never said that anything about anything I've ever worn in my life. Not even when I got married. So Have you sorted, <laughs> have you sorted a Christmas party outfit out? I would suggest uh, that you get onto Lindy Bop and just get a plain blue circle skirt and a pink petticoat. Ah, sorted. Do it. Yeah. Um, so for me, for me, yes, Molly's is good. Uh, but I'm I'm going to go for Alexandra's rumber outfit. Just uh, the way it changed and worked under the lights. Superb. Lovely. And I'm sure we'll hear from Lisa during the week about what the actual winner was. So that has been a week of big emotions on Strictly. We are nearing the end. We've all started our Christmas shopping now, not just super efficient Anne. Um, The final's coming up. Who knows what the future holds? So I've been Ellie, your host, and it's good night, Emily. Good night. Good night, Anne. Good night. Good night, everybody. Keep dancing.